0: Welcome to the Inside Source, the podcast that is everything sports marketing, from agents and athletes to large and small brands. We are your number one source for inspiration on how to work with athletes. All right. Well, I want to introduce Frankie Moschella, um, full name Francesca Moschella, which is quite the lovely name. Um, and what is your title at Roan?
1: So it's a long one, but I am the community marketing manager of influencers and ambassadors.
0: Amazing! And uh, I met Frankie through a good friend of mine, Steele Lafferty, um, who was a longtime Red Bull athlete, professional wakeboarder, social media influencer, and uh, I know you guys have worked with him along with another a, a bunch of athletes for a while, uh, and uh, he's been pretty helpful with icon sources we started and so um yeah how long have you been working with steel
1: yeah so we got introduced to steel i want to say almost like two years ago to probably the day um we got introduced to him through um you know someone over at red bull and and we're lucky enough to kind of start chatting with him we sent him some gear and just kind of started the relationship as organic as we could which we'll get into a little bit more um but you know really got to know him and kind of launched our outlier program um basically with him he was you know I think our first athlete we've really ever brought on and he I feel like sets the bar so high for these professional athletes and kind of you know a brand and what you hope to get out of working with them he just is you know he's amazing and he's a really cool guy and it's been really fun to get to know him and do photo shoots with him and he's such a trendsetter on social too so it's really cool to kind of see all the different things he's always doing and you know the crazy stunts and (laughs) whatever it might be so he's he's awesome
0: that's awesome so to back up a little bit tell us a little bit about um roan as a as a brand how it came to be and and how you started there and working your way into what you're doing now
1: yes Nate, our co-founder and Kyle, our head designer and co-founder, they kind of, you know, worked together with a few other guys as well and thought of, you know, okay, we see all these women's brands that are so focused and they have really, really nice product, but the men are, you know, not priority. So let's create a men's brand that's specific to men and men can feel comfortable and confident wearing it. Um, And, you know, that was kind of how Roan began and it's been awesome. And I've been on for four years now. So I actually, it was like my first job out of college. I was lifeguarding in Nantucket one summer and, um, they, there was a store on Island that carried Roan. and I, after the summer ended, I went back home and I was like, I don't have a job lined up. Um, and they had a pop-up in this town, Dedham, that's south of Boston. And so I went and started, you know, helping them out and kind of working in their holiday pop-up and they carried Roan, So one thing led to another, I emailed Nate our co-founder and Ben at the end of the, um, the season. And I was like, Hey, like, love your stuff. What are you guys up to basically? And they got back to me and Nate at the time had needed a um, assistant basically, and they needed someone to help with customer service. So I started doing that. One thing led to another, I ended up moving out to Utah with um, underneath Ben who I was under at the time. And yeah, I've been with them for four years now. So
0: it's been awesome. That's exciting. So um, you say you moved to Utah underneath Ben, are, do they have an office out there? You guys have a headquarters in Utah?
1: Yeah. So our headquarters are actually in Stamford, Connecticut. Um, so they, you know, started there, we started kind of in a bunch of different offices, obviously starting in New Canaan, which is another town. Um, and then our warehouse is in Utah. So they kind of started a small office out there with like our CMO, um, a few of the developers and stuff like that. And then Ben and his wife actually were looking to buy a house and they were like, let's move out to you dad's, you know, more space for the kids, etc." So he, you know, again, asked if I wanted to come out and I said, yeah. So then awesome. I actually had some friends living in park city at the time. So it kind of just like made sense for me, you know, um, Connecticut's not really the best place as like a 22, 23 year old. It's like pretty low key. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, this should be, you know, a good fun move. And, So now in our Utah office is a lot of our marketing team, um, our customer service, we have our developers out there. um, And yeah, we have about, I wanna say we're almost evenly split now between the Connecticut and Utah offices. We have about 20 people in our office and they might have like, you know, 20 to 30. It's kind of a little bit more, but um, it's a super cool spot.
0: That's awesome. So when did you make the jump from kind of you know, doing different odds and ends, uh, customer service into specifically working with athletes. Uh, and, and how was that process? Was it intimidating at all?
1: It's funny because I feel like the way social media and these kind of partnerships and collaborations have grown in the past four years, when I first started doing it, it was kind of, you know, still, at the beginning you can say so it wasn't so intimidating it was more exciting because it was just like such an exciting thing to be doing so um, i was doing customer service working with nate a lot and then kind of working under a little bit of everyone else and at that point we were still like 10 employees you know so it was like the head of sales the head of product head of marketing you know communications and so i started helping with social media and kind of like on the pr side a little bit and then i decided you know i like the social media side a little bit more so Um, started doing social. And then with that comes, you know, people DMing you and different athletes who want to get your gear and kind of seeding gear to them. And then, you know, that launched our influencer program, which then, you know, you build up so many relationships from that and get connected to so many amazing people that we kind of started a small ambassador program, which then led to the outlier program, which, you know, was kind of bigger and more exciting. And, you know, it's kind of just been a slow like progression, um, So it's been really cool and really fun to see how far Roan's come too, you know, and kind of see the growth of between the product to our social following to, you know, the guys that we're connected with and the people we're connected with. Um, It's just been really cool to kind of see how far it's come.
0: That's awesome. So a major part of your guys' marketing to really grow and establish your brand was through social media. Is that right? Because I feel like that's the first place I saw Roan.
1: Yeah, so we're, you know, kind of, we started largely direct-to-consumer, so online, um, and then luckily enough, the lady, Courtney, who's in charge of our sales team, she um, had some incredible connections when she came on board, and she was, you know, one of the first, I think she was the first person hired at Rhone, actually. Um, And so she got us into Bloomingdale's, you know, um, Nordstrom, REI, these like incredible retailers, and also mom-and-pop shops across the United States. Um, so it's kind of been a good way to get in front of people's faces and they can like feel the product, touch the product, yeah. see, you know, what they're getting with Roan. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's largely through social media and through, you know, word of mouth. So it's kind of really cool to see how people like the trickle effect of everything yeah. um, and people really come to the brand.
0: That's awesome. That's super exciting. It's it's almost like it naturally evolved the ambassador program. People were drawn to the product. They reached out to yeah. you and then you started building, building those kind of authentic relationships.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, truthfully, going into these kind of bigger relationships, um, we were kind of relying on people we knew to help us kind of navigate that. You know what I mean? So it's like figuring out how to build a contract and, you know, build what a sponsorship or a partnership looks like. Because we we really do try and avoid these like typical kind of um, sponsorship deals. You know, we try and get unique with it and, you know, find a, find a kind of even ground that both people, the athlete and us kind of feel we're both um, benefiting from it. Totally. So um, whether it's kind of finding the fire inside them, what drives them. So is it, you know, content creation? Is it a philanthropic cause? Um, just figuring out like a really cool way to work with these guys instead of that traditional year long deal where it's like, you know, you get this much money you're required to do this and boom, that's that, you know, we really try and make it like a real relationship with these guys.
0: I think that's powerful and that that resonates to the end consumer because it's just uh, the relationship is so much more bought into by the individual mm-hmm. and their following is really believing the stuff they're saying because it's meaningful to them. So I think that's going to be one of the biggest, takeaways like a, a new brand could get is, is find someone and know what's important to them. If you're going to yeah. try to get them to speak on your behalf. So that's awesome. Um, all right. Well, uh, moving along. Why do you believe that brands working with athletes is a good investment? What, what's the, what's there to gain from a brand engaging?
1: Yeah. So I think for Rome, you know, being a men's brand, Kind of understanding that men gravitate towards these sports icons. And by the way, when I was like going through the questions you sent and I was like writing out notes for myself, I was like, sports icons. And I was like, oh my gosh, icons, icon sports. <laughs> it <Did> all makes <laughs> sense So I love the name. Yeah. Um, but truthfully, in the beginning, we weren't really in a spot to, you know, kind of engage in these type of sponsorship deals. So I think that kind of is a lot of the reason as to why we had to get so creative in the beginning, but, you know, kind of back to that, we, instead of putting money directly towards athletes, our focus in the beginning was, you know, let's, let's focus on our product and make our product the best that it can be. Um, and then, you know, things will kind of naturally happen from there. And obviously with athletes, they are going to put product to the test more than almost anyone else. So, right. you know, they're, wearing it and putting it through these like rigorous training programs or workouts or whatever it is so like they really do need the best of the best so making sure that we could provide that to people and to athletes or whoever it might be was super important to us um and then you know over time as we kind of grew popularity for lack of better words um got introduced to really cool agencies and people who knew people and then you know slowly you know met more and more guys um and people who really connected with Roan and kind of fit the Roan brand guidelines which are um to you know in the pursuit of progress so finding these guys who are truly good people and up to good things and you know aligning ourselves with them um and like I said before you know how can we provide added value to our partners and you know how can we like give them as much as they're going to give us in the end and, you know, provide as much as we can to make it a mutually beneficial partnership that everyone kind of feels happy at the end of the day and feels like they're doing something bigger than just maybe posting on social media. You know, maybe they're actually doing something where they're connecting with someone who follows them and it, you know, changing their day a little bit. So um, yeah, just kind of finding these people that really align with our brand guidelines and you know running that's sweet. running with it
0: that's awesome yeah what are um i don't know if you have any examples of particular athletes or activations or stuff that you've been a part of that you feel like have been successful to give an example um but would love to hear that
1: yeah so i mean steel's obviously a great example um which we chatted about a little bit but creating our outliers program which he's technically um you know he's one of our outliers so it's been a really exciting experience and that was kind of our program that we kicked off in 2019 um and one we've taken a lot of key learnings from and you know are continuing to develop it um and so between forming these relationships working through the contract stage onboarding them we learned a ton about like working with them and ways again kind of to structure these mutually beneficial um partnerships um and they're really specific to each guy so no guy no person that we work with is going to be the same partnership as the next, you know, I think, I think everyone's kind of driven by something a little bit different. So figuring out what that is and, and um, you know, working with it. Totally. Uh, Then another one is the woman's line. So you guys got to be part of that, which was really cool. Um, So, you know, for us, it was our first woman's line. So it was a big deal and um, you know, it was important that we aligned with these incredible women who again fit the brand guidelines you know it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman right um we're going to for that same person who's you know inspiring each other in the pursuit of progress and so um you know you guys and your really impressive roster of athletes helped us to find some incredible women to work with and align with and kind of tell the story of our women's capsule that you know represents all women and then the woman behind you know roan so there's i think actually I think we have, I think our brand is basically split up and we have like more women than guys, which is really interesting. And I think a lot of people don't expect that as far
0: as people that work Uh there or ambassadors
1: Yeah, yeah, people who work here. So I think at one point our office was like our office in Connecticut um, where I went out to Utah. I think it was, I want to say there was like 12 of us ladies and there were maybe three guys. So it's really cool to kind of, you know, look behind the yeah. curtain and see that it's like a lot of women back there and you know we're all working hard with the guys and it's a lot of fun
0: you guys are probably like hey we want to wear some clothes too like...
1: <laughs> yeah exactly so that's another reason the women's line was awesome those joggers are insane like i wear them all the time that's they're awesome. crazy um, That's so
0: yeah, it's funny. um did you guys ever have kind of deviating a little bit did you guys ever have um like a certain type of Uh, marketing that you wanted to be like, or did you, have you ever seen any examples of brands working with athletes that you're like, Ooh, this is what we want to do. And maybe this is what we would want to avoid. I I know like sometimes you can see some corporate companies engage with athletes that it's just so obvious. They don't know the individual or the sport. And then there's some companies that do it really well. And I think um, it's just interesting to see a brand like Roan, who's done a great job. Who are you guys trying to model after as far as, marketing yeah. types
1: that's a good question i feel like there are so many incredible brands out there who have done it so well and like we grew up with it you know like yeah. the nike athletes the Adidas athletes. you kind of grow up knowing who kind of belongs to which team basically and um from there kind of following a little bit more of the newer brand so there's the lululemons you know what i mean so almost kind of watching and observing and learning and kind of, you know, making it our, like you just said, you know, there are so many brands who work with athletes and they, you can see right through it, especially with social media these days. Like you can look at a paid post or something and you're like, this person never uses that product. They never wear that. That's, you know, they got paid X amount of dollars and it's a one and done type thing. So we just make sure that whoever we are working with, working with, we build rapport and build a relationship with them first. So Um, you know, there's guys that we work with who we talk to them for six months to a year before even engaging in the idea of, you know, a sponsorship or a partnership. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that kind of makes you, it gives you the opportunity to really get to know this person and kind of, again, what drives them and what they're interested in, in a partnership and kind of what they would expect out of a partner and, you know, expect out of their gear. Um, you know, do we make the products that they're going to, need in their day to day life. Um so just kind of figuring out what works best for the both of you and it takes time. So I think just being patient and like really getting to know and kind of trusting your gut on people and yeah. you know um
0: that's one yeah, of it just
1: that's... Kind of works its way out honestly.
0: Yeah. That's one of the um it's very similar to how when I was at Red Bull, how we did things like a lot of athletes we would be talking with for six months to a year, which can be frustrating for the athlete. And I actually feel for them in that regard. Um, uh, but for yeah. us, we wanted to be so sure that the individual really reflected a brand and their goals reflected what, what our brand's goals were at the time being at Red Bull. Um, and, and so, but typically it it turned into a really you know long prosperous relationship. So I think um, maybe not necessarily there's a timeline that's important, but just the dedication to, to really discovering uh, who the right fit is and, and investing in that process.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's awesome. Yep. Um, so being a direct to consumer brand, uh, that's probably helped you guys a little bit given the current environment that we're dealing with with the lack of in-person retail shopping experiences or how have you guys adjusted and or how are you dealing with all the recent pandemics
1: yeah so i mean obviously what we're kind of all going through right now is a really unprecedented time and um one of which we're all kind of hoping we can get through it soon um but for us what what kind of we did to pivot is, you know, we pushed, it really did push us to be more like innovative and creative with the way that we were putting our content out. Um, mm-hmm. So not only putting it out, but honestly, like creating the content and, you know, all these creating the content at that time was also hard because you can't go out and shoot like you normally would or right. go meet up with one of your athletes or your partners to, you know, shoot a new product that you're launching. So we had to get really creative and um, at the same time still provide that value to our customers and our followers who um, are still kind of looking to get good gear. And I think even a lot of people have taken to home gyms and, you know, at home workouts during this time. So doing a lot of Instagram live workouts and Instagram takeovers and things like that and sharing different stories from the guys that we work with, whether it's like a good workout at home, um, Q&As again, either Instagram live or through our online journal, the pursuit, you know, we did, we were doing, um, and still are doing Instagram lives also with like chefs or bartenders, just really getting creative and kind of like representing a whole group of the guys that we work with and, you know, kind of clicking with every different niche of our follower and our, our, um, consumer. So, um, you know, we tried to represent all these people. And luckily enough, with the relationships that we built up, we, um, you know, were able to work with them and, you know, trust them in these takeovers and things like that. Um, so yeah, just getting creative and, and kind of innovative with the ways that we're, we're talking to our consumer um, through social media. And, you know, we don't have a lot of stores. So that wasn't a huge problem from, for us either. So, you know, we have, I believe it's three stores out east right now. So um, it wasn't like we had stores across the United right. States that you know, right. we were kind of stressing about. So um, yeah, just being as creative as we can and you know, staying as active and engaged with our um, followers and our community and you know, just making sure we were kind of you know, staying on top of it and keeping them um, you know, entertained through social media. I think a lot of people were spending more time on social than they might have normally been Um, so yeah, just, you know, keeping it as busy as we could.
0: Yeah. I feel like, um, during these unpredictable times, working with athletes who have that captive audience, no matter what kind of way they're going to speak to them, whether it's locked in their house or outside doing their sport, it kind of ensures a little bit of that brand messaging consistently versus just investing in like live events or, you know, traditional marketing assets. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's another really um, great way we were kind of able to continue to tell our story was through these different guys that we work with and, you know, seeding them new products from our um, spring line or summer line, you know, whichever it happened to be. And, you know, they would send us some really cool content back and we were able to share that. And then, of course, you get people who follow whatever athlete it might be, and then they get engaged with Ron. So it's really kind of cool to see the impact that they have on their own communities and how they kind of carry over to Rone because they get interested in it and, you know, want to know what we are and what we're about. Um, so it's really kind of cool to see that crossover.
0: That's awesome. Well, Frankie, thanks so much for jumping on with us today. Is there anything else yeah. you wanted to add? Any other plugs about stuff that Ron's doing?
1: I don't think so. No, I mean, we're just excited to be working with you guys and hopefully find a campaign or something to work with you guys soon in the future.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time. I know this is really good stuff and and really compelling for a lot of new brands to listen to.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. Have a good one.
0: All right. You too. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Inside Source. Every week, hear what brands, agents, and athletes have to say about sports marketing. If you would like to reach me directly, you can email me, chase at iconsource.com. Have a great day.